Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Go247 podcast. I'm the senior writer here at the site, Glenn West, uh, joined again by Dylan Sanders, uh, our contributing writer. Uh, Dylan, how's it going, man? It's going good. I'm, I'm now now to the part where I'm just used to football being back, and I'm ready for it again every week. And I'm just just going through the motions until we get college football. Yep, we're recycling through. I mean, there's pretty much football on every day or most days for the rest of the year, uh, pretty much. So that's going to be a ton of fun between, uh, you know, obviously some LSU football, some some Saints, some. I'm I'm ready for Tuesday night action. That's that's the real football. That's go. where <laughs> that's where uh, championships are won and lost. Yep. As we're recording this, we're we're watching a little bit of Mahomes and Herbert go back and forth. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're here to obviously talk about LSU and Mississippi State. Uh, LSU's first. Uh, SEC game against uh, uh, for for Brian Kelly and his era here to start his tenure at LSU. Um, big big time game for LSU. I think this kind of coming in was a game that uh, both of us kind of circled as um, you know, a potential under under the radar game that LSU really has to be careful careful of. And um, certainly Vegas is taking notice because uh, Mississippi State's coming in as you know two and a half three point favorites against LSU. Uh, at Death Valley, that hasn't happened since, well, really this whole century. I mean, the last, you know, 22 years or so, that hasn't happened uh, for LSU and Mississippi State. Uh, so it's going to be a very interesting matchup, obviously, with the air raid offense coming to town. Um, it's been a kind of a game the last two years that has really been a, a little bit of a thorn in LSU's side. I mean, two years ago, Mike Leach and company mm-hmm. threw all over LSU. We know the gory details of that one. Uh, last year, LSU was able to break it open pretty early, but Mississippi State made a little bit of a run there at the end to make it interesting. Um, but LSU ultimately walked away with the win last year. Uh, and that you know kind of leads into this year. Will Rogers, his second year uh, with the program at Mississippi State, running that air raid with Mike Leach. Uh, Going to be very, very interesting to, to watch unfold. Uh, big game, obviously, for LSU's secondary. Um, but Dylan, I guess we'll just get started with some of our bigger takeaways throughout the week and talking with coach Kelly and the players, just what are, what are a few things that I guess piqued your interest the first, 
you know, three or four days that we've had a chance to talk with those guys? Um, it's clear that the number one word going around right now, that locker room is discipline, uh, at least, uh, on the defensive side. Um, that's who I've talked to the most this week is, uh, just, they know the challenge that lies ahead and they cannot be making any stupid mistakes. They have to be disciplined. They have to execute the game plan to perfection if they want a chance to win this game. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think one of the biggest things that I've taken away this whole week is just how much, uh, you know, emphasis is going to have to be on, you know, offense and defense playing a really complimentary game of football. Um, that's mm -hmm. something that Coach Kelly's mentioned a number of times this week when we've spoken to him. Um, you know, when you're facing a unique offense like this where you know it's going to be throwing the ball 50, 60 times even, uh, you, you want to keep that, that, that offense, that unit off the field as much as possible. And I think it's going to be very, very important for LSU to go out there, uh, try to establish the run early, get some slow, methodical drives going early in this game, um, and just kind of make it a – Make it a battle of the the time of possession. I think is going to be really really huge for LSU. Uh, we know you know Mississippi State's going to want to play up tempo. They're going to want to go after LSU's secondary as much as they can. Um, and it's going to be on the offense. I think it's going to be on this running back unit uh, that's now welcoming back John Emery uh, for the first time in two years. That'll be very very fun to watch to see how many touches he's able to to get and what kind of impact he can have. Um, but it's going to be really important, I think, offensively uh, for you to be very efficient, be disciplined, um, all those words that we've been throwing around really the last several <laughs> weeks. But, um, you know, offensively, I guess, you know, what, what are you really looking at in this for this team in terms of, you know, playing a good complimentary game of football and keeping you know Mississippi State on the sidelines? Yeah, well, you mentioned about um, the, how the defense needs to – get Mississippi State off the field as fast as possible, but the offense needs to stay on the field as long as possible. This is really a time of possession game. Uh, the first two weeks of the season, Mississippi State has dominated the time of possession. Um, yeah, they, they play quick, but they really draw their, they really, really draw their drives. Uh, Memphis, uh, I think the stat was they had the ball a little under seven minutes in the first half. Um, which it's hard to get anything done if you're only on the field a third of the time <laughs> that's available to you. So like, well, less than a third. Um, it's, it's about controlling the momentum of the game, controlling, uh, yeah, it's controlling time of possession is like the number one thing. In my opinion, um, drawing out your drives, if, if they can't, they can't, uh, hit you for 40 completions on 60 throws. If you don't allow them to get 60 throws in the game, like it's, yeah. it's, it's controlling your possessions and uh, not turning the ball over, which to Jaden Daniels credit, he has not shown that he has been prone to over the past two weeks. Yeah, no, I think that's been a, a real sign of progression for Jaden. Um, he kind of had that problem a little bit last year in, at Arizona State where he was uh, kind of turning the ball over as much as he was producing, and that was uh, certainly a, an issue for him. But definitely has turned it around here these first two weeks. I think this is going to be this is going to be the big test, though, in terms of just what you're going to see throughout the rest of the season in the SEC. You're going to be seeing some very similar players on both sides of the ball in terms of athlete, in terms of uh, talent, 
Um, and it's going to be very important, I think, for LSU to get off to a really fast start, which is something that they didn't do uh, two weeks ago against uh, Florida State. But um, yeah, it's you know, kind of like if, if yeah, you look ahead. like it, it's kind of like a, a an opportunity to to reset the narrative. Right. Um, if you lose the game, it's not the end of the world because this is a Mississippi State is a really talented team. Um, they're not ranked though they probably should be. Um, if you like look everywhere, like analytically, they're one of the top 10 teams in the country. Um, it's just, they haven't been known over the past couple of years to be great. So they don't get the benefit of the doubt for voters, but I mean, Vegas knows, um, they're obviously favored, uh, at home. Like this is a really good game. This is a game that you probably would be expected to lose. Um, just from an, un- like an unbiased standpoint, like, if you asked a third party, they probably said, yeah, Mississippi State should win that game. So if you now go ahead and you lost a game that you were supposed to win at the beginning of the year, now if you steal one at home, uh, then you go into your playing New Mexico. Uh, not yeah, New Mexico. New Mexico. Isn't that? Yeah, New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. I, always, I for, always forget if it's the like New Mexico or New Mexico State, but it is just New Mexico. You you play them, and then you go to an Auburn, game, uh, an Auburn team who has not looked great to start the season, and that gives you an opportunity to all of a sudden be four and one about to play Tennessee. Like This is a really big chance to change the momentum, but if you lose, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I think Coach Kelly was asked this, and it was a pretty good question that I, I can't remember who asked it. But on Monday, he was asked, like, do you think this can be a, a one of those games where you can start to change the narrative about this program in uh, terms of getting it back on the right track? And uh, his his answer was was pretty much coach speak. You know, he said, you know, we got to focus on this one game at a time kind of deal. But um, I do think that, you know, just for us as media and, you know, as outside fans, you know, looking in at the program – this is one of those games where you can look back to, I think, at the end of the season and whether LSU wins or loses, you can point to as a, either a sign of growth or a, a sign that maybe you still got a little bit more work to do than you think of uh, than you think. So uh, I, I think it also says I also think it says something about the state of the program where we're looking at the Mississippi State game as the the tone setter for the season. It's not just not something that you're used to uh, with this program, but it's just where they are right now. That's where the expectation level is battle with Mississippi state. Yeah, you're absolutely right. LSU's pretty much dominated this series really forever. I think they have over 40 more wins in this series uh, dating back on their over hundred year history. So they, they have, uh, they've won. Uh, they're like 19 and three, I think this century. So yeah. Yeah, they yeah they've they've, they've been uh, they've been pretty consistent against the Bulldogs for sure. Um, you know, just another thing that I think is really kind of important to to, to point out here. I think LSU kind of comes in and yeah, you know, this is going to be a really interesting game. Um, just I, I would say just defensively from the standpoint of just you want to kind of establish yourself. You want to try to find mm-hmm. somewhat of an identity. Um, you know, that Florida State game, um, I think kind of. You know, you had some good moments in that first game, you know, on both sides of the ball, really. But, um, you know, defensively, you certainly looked at LSU and thought that might have been a tired unit towards the end of that game. And this this game against Mississippi State is really going to test that, I think, for the secondary, uh, for the linebackers, for the defensive line. Um, this is this is going to be kind of one of your big tests defensively 
uh, really the whole season, um, not only just because of the uniqueness that Mississippi State comes with, but that, like you said, they, they're talented. They have a lot of talent uh, riddled throughout that roster. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be really uh, a big statement type game for LSU's defense. And that's kind of the message we got from Makai Garner. That's kind of the message we got from uh, Savion Jones you know, when we spoke with him. Um, it, they're they're not taking this team lightly at all. They they understand that, that they've got a big task ahead of them. And uh, I'm going to be very, very interested to see how this defense comes out and plays. Yeah, and you look at LSU's personnel and – they, this game kind of does fit the people who they have on defense, mm-hmm. uh, at least a little. You have Makai Garner, who's going to be, who has the size um, and strength ability to be able to knock receivers off the scri- line of scrimmage, slow down at least one receiver. You have uh, Jaqueline Roy, who is a phenomenal pass rusher, uh, who you're going to need to come through and, pr- and pressure the quarterback. You have BJ Ojolari, who is versatile. Um, you can use him as they've shown uh, at least all through fall camp uh, in that Jack role to either rush or drop back in coverage. Um, and really the, the shining star of last week gets to roll right into this one with a huge, uh, with a huge responsibility of Micah, Micah Baskerville, who is the best coverage corner on this uh, coverage linebacker on this team. Yeah, we asked. I asked Matt my, uh, about Micah again today with Coach Kelly, and he said he's going to have an enhanced role this week. They they need that athleticism, they need that that speed, that coverage ability. Um, you know, he played well against Mississippi State last year. Uh, I can't remember exactly what his stats were, but I remember he had a a couple really big standout plays. Um, you know, it's going to be look what you know about Mississippi State is we we've kind of touched on it a little bit. They're going to play up tempo. But what they do is they do a lot of quick hitters. You know, they go for a lot of the, you know, five, six, seven yard plays and just constantly moving the sticks, uh, which is going to be very important for LSU in terms of just trying to get off the field. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. Um, yeah, you, you know, look, they, they, you can't, you can't allow them to have these like 15 play drives right. yeah. <laughs> that they like to have. That, the 15 plays, uh, 70 yards, and. Yeah seven minutes come off the clock. That's just not something that can happen. I don't know if this team even has the durability to do that. No, I I don't think so. Cause Florida state had a couple of those drives where just LSU could not get off the field on third down. And it's going to be really important for that third down defense to be a lot better than it was two weeks ago. I mean, last week was last week. You didn't really get much. I don't think in terms of what you could learn about this defense or about this team last week, but um, you've got to show some improvement from that week one performance if you want to yeah. have a chance at slowing down this offense. The message board was already to, already ready to break out the third in house after one game. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we uh, we got some passionate message boarders, that's for sure. Um, so I, I think we should probably touch maybe on a couple of injuries. Um, you know, it sounds like LSU is going to be as healthy as possible uh, heading into this game. Um, especially in the secondary, you know, coach Kelly mentioned it earlier this, this week, it's got to be all hands on deck. And so, um, you know, we asked him again today um, just about uh, seven banks and about Colby Richardson. Both of those guys are going to be playing. They're going to be in the rotation. Um, You know, sounds like the uh, true freshman Quincy Wiggins is going to make his debut on special teams. Um, He has been dealing with a little bit of a Liz Frank uh, sprain, um, 
you know, when you, geez, when you talk about LSU and the Liz Frank injuries last year or so, oh. it's been pretty crazy. Just all the guys that have had that injury, uh, starting with, with, with Stingley last year, that was, that was pretty crazy. Um, but I, I yeah. can never hear the, the words Liz Frank again, and it would be too soon. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 That's, that's been kind of how it's been uh, the last you know year or so, but, um, he'll, he'll play primarily on special teams. They want to ease him back into it. Um, you know, same thing with John Emery, the running back. You know, I wouldn't expect a huge workload for John um, in this first game back. And you know, we hadn't played in competitive action since 2020. I mean, it's you got to get those in-game reps back. I mean, you can simulate it as much in practice as you can, but until you're out there on the field and you're getting hit for real by some of these guys on other teams, mm-hmm. um, you, you've really got to be careful with how many touches you're giving him. But I would love it, to it's see worth Emery- to know. Yeah, it's worth it's worth to note that he did practice with the team all last season as well. Yeah, so he yeah. he's been practicing every week that he's yeah. been on the team. It's just he's just needs that as as you were saying, he just needs the the lap reps. But yeah, go ahead. No, I agree, and like you know, just kind of building on that a little bit. I would love to see him get some red zone touches. You know, if you're gonna use him, I, I would use him in situations where you feel like he can be effective and. Uh, he's got he's got rare talent. He's got really good talent that we haven't had the chance to see uh, in quite some time. So if you can get him a few red zone touches, maybe down by the goal line, he's a big physical back. I mean, we've seen it. Um, you know, he can he can really make you make do some damage down there. And um, I think it's going to be I'm, I'm just going to be really interested to see how LSU decides to use him. But, um, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, we can kind of turn to some predictions here in a little while we'll touch on a couple sec games but just for you dylan is there anything else that maybe you wanted to talk about in an interesting matchup that you're really looking at uh you know a player or two that you really feel like uh is going to stand out in this game i know you've been working on uh, a florida state piece just on some players that you are i'm sorry not florida state a mississippi state piece in terms of players you want to really highlight uh, that, that that could be uh, guys to really look out for anybody that, that kind of stands out to you. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, yeah, what doesn't need to be lost in the conversation of Mississippi State's high-octane high passing offense is that they have some running backs, and they're running now more than ever this year. Um, and Brian Kelly mentioned it during, during his radio show that if the looks are there, they're gonna, uh, they expect Mississippi State to run. Uh, and they have two really, really, really talented running backs, both in the running game and in um, the receiving game. So just uh, keep an eye out on Dylan Johnson and uh, Jaquavius Marks uh, as two guys. Like, and, and Dylan Johnson's the guy that I highlighted in the article just because he has really surprised. Uh, he's taken a big jump, um, and he's looked really, really good so far this season. And then on the uh, on the defensive side, I'd say – Maybe uh, Emmanuel Forbes is one of their best defensive backs. Um, and then Jet Johnson as the linebacker. Some really good guys. But yeah, this team is full of 
different, able to throw different looks. They have a bunch of different types of players. On offense, they have every type of wide receiver you could have, uh, multiple running backs. They have all kinds of veteran defenders. Like this is just a, a solid, uh, well put together team. Yeah, I mean, they, they run a 3-3-5 defense, too, which means that they're putting some pretty athletic linebackers out there on the field. They can do some different things with them uh, in the middle of the field. But, you know, having only three down linemen, I think, gives LSU a little bit of a, an advantage if they want to try to get the run game going early. Um, I think that's a good way to kind of like throw a, uh, throw a Mississippi State, you know, kind of off its game plan if you're able to get the run game going early and able to get into that second unit or second – you know, level of defense and letting those running backs make a few plays for you. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it, – it's just going to be a really, I think, telltale sign for this program of just kind of where they're at, uh, you know, how far they need to go, where, you know, where there's some some strengths, where there's some weaknesses. You know, I was listening a little bit to Coach Kelly's, um, you know, uh, interview with uh, with, with Thurst, uh, Chris Blair um, at, at the TJ Ribs and – he talked about you know depth at offensive line still being an issue. I mean, we kind of heard throughout the entire fall just how I guess pleased he was was the right word. I don't I can't really think of another word other than that about some of the depth at the O line. And then you know flash forward two weeks into the season, and you know he's that's that's kind of a concern right now for the for them as a coaching staff. So um, they've got to get those guys coached up, get them developed and, um, you know, certainly hit the recruiting trail hard with those guys. But, um, you know, I, I think we could probably move on now. There's probably some uh, SEC games that we want to touch on. Um, there are a few that uh, we were talking about before we hopped on the pod, but uh, certainly uh, Texas A&M is going to be a big one. Uh, they're, they're taking on Miami, uh, if that's correct, right? It's Miami. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a big one. Uh, Alabama game following LSU Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be a, a late night game for sure. Penn State Auburn is going to be one. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, a you know top twenty five Penn State team taking on an Auburn team like Dylan said has struggled a little bit. Um, and then you know Alabama Louisiana Monroe. Are we expecting an upset this week in, the, in that department. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's happened hey. before. That, that <laughs> you know, good things happen in groups of threes. But right. also bad things, but uh, it's, so it depends yeah. on who you, you look at. But, you know, Alabama, uh, UL Monroe, they're, you know, it's upset upset alert. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Yeah. yeah History it's, repeats it's, itself. It's going it, to, yeah, it was, if, I'm, I'm sure most LSU fans know this already, but one of Saban's first losses or of his career at Alabama was to a UL. I think uh, it was UL the first Monroe. game. It might have been. I can't remember exactly, but. I'm pretty uh, sure it's his first game, which also means that Alabama could just drop 90 on him coming off true. of a terrible performance against Texas. Uh, and then now a, a revenge game against UL Monroe for, for Saban. Listen to, a, I've listened to a little bit of Saban's comments this week, and he has made sure that his team is not going to be taking this team lightly. Um, so that's, he said some pretty scary quotes in there. If I'm UL Monroe, to be quite honest with you, but they're uh, they're favored by they're favored by forty nine and a half. Are you taking are you taking UL Monroe plus the points? I, I would I would probably lend to say yeah, UL Monroe the points on that wow. one. Wow, fifty points. I mean, geez, that's that's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, and that kind of game, you know, just speaking on Saban, you know, in Alabama, I mean. When you're losing that kind of game in your first year, I mean, you look at LSU and you got a narrow loss of Florida State and a blowout win over Southern to start off the thing. You know, it's 
you know, I, I guess there could be worse times, you know, in terms of, you know, yeah, the, the past couple of weeks have really put LSU's see, uh, season into perspective. It could yeah. be going a lot worse. It yeah. could be going a lot worse. You could be year four or five into Jimbo in, in Aggie land and losing to Georgia Southern. I mean, it's, uh, there's, oh, they there's lost two, to, uh, App State. Oh. App State, yeah. App State. That's right. Who yeah. lost to Georgia Southern? I can't remember who lost. Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska, Nebraska lost to them. Dude, last week was crazy. Um, yeah. So was yeah all I'm saying is, I'm just LSU wasn't part of that, and every everyone, you know, we've just moved on. the The narrative has kind of passed LSU up. Everyone else is looking way worse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's going to be kind of an unpredictable conference, I think, this year so, in the SEC. But yeah, like oh. speaking of Texas A and M, that Miami game's worth a, a little bit closer of a look because if they lose that game, it's we, we've already seen uh, there was a five star running back who has already canceled his visit to Texas A and M after the after they lost to App State, and then all of the the yell leader videos came out, um, and then they were like trying to get people banned for showing them which only made people share them even more. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's rough over there for, for Jimbo and uh, the Aggies. So as much as this is a, a, a must win game, Miami's looking good. Like they're looking yeah. solid, but and I mean, they're, Miami's, they're Miami's, a couple games into the season. Yeah. And Miami's one of those teams that LSU is going to be directly recruiting against um, in Florida for, the next several years. I mean, Cristobal has come in and done a really nice job so far with that program. They've really hit the recruiting trail hard, and, and Miami had a really nice summer uh, in terms of recruiting. And everybody knows LSU has, has had a pretty good track record uh, of recruiting that state. You know, even just looking at this year, Jalen Brown. The I was going to say Jalen Brown's the, the name to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 been on that campus, I think, or is planning to be on that campus in the next couple weeks. So. Um, yeah, that's it's going to be an important game to look at. Um, you know, Penn State Auburn I think would be f- interesting just from the fact that LSU plays them in a couple weeks. They play Auburn in a couple weeks, and you want to get they, another good. What's that? Yeah, the the quarterback situation there is still up. It's, is it going to be yeah. Robbie Ashford or TJ Finley? It's looking like they're sticking with TJ Finley, but he has not looked great to start the season. No, no. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, you, know, you kind of. I mean, the whole off season really was whether or not Auburn was just going to bite the bullet with with Harson and move on. Um, it sounded it, it like seemed, it's seeming like that should be the case because I feel like all the talk is that either way at the end of the season, uh, if they surprise Brian Harson's going somewhere else, or it, or Auburn is going to fire him if they don't do well. So it sounds like it's it's a disaster waiting to happen, and it's really just hurting them right now because I think they're last in the SEC in recruiting. Yeah, um, it's, which it's is good, just insane. Good looking Auburn. Nope, nope. I'll be making my plans in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, get a chance to go up there and, and at least check out their stadium. I mean, that might be nice and check out a game. Um, but uh, we'll we'll have more details on that later. But um, yeah, I guess uh, was there anything else you wanted to touch on SEC wise, or do you want to break into predictions? Um, um, I think. Um, just looking around, there's nothing else that really catches my eye um, in terms of other stuff. Yeah. Maybe Ole Miss, maybe Georgia Tech surprises Ole Miss because that's a that's one. You know, this Ole Miss team, I really don't know where to go with them right now. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Florida, South Florida, too, maybe an in, an in-state mm-hmm. matchup there's there. A, there's a lot of talk about the West being wide open right now in the SEC, yeah. and I would still put Alabama. I mean, Alabama until they show that uh, it is an actual problem because I mean, everyone slips up. Everyone's human. Everyone bleeds. Uh, so one bad game against a competent Texas team is uh is okay now if it starts to become uh a, an issue um that's whenever it really becomes a problem but as with alabama it probably won't be and they'll probably be fine but that second place for now is yeah. wide open yeah i mean just i remember a lot of the talk kind of heading into the year was who's the third best team in the sec behind bama and georgia if i had to put a vote on it right now i'd say arkansas is looking pretty good i mean mm-hmm. you know, they've they seem to be really going in the right direction under sam Pittman, but um lsu will have a chance at them later on this year as well so um i guess with that we can do a few predictions here um you know we we, we, we put out that piece every friday in terms of our predictions what we're thinking uh for the lsu game um you know i, I I've, I've said it i think this is going to be uh, really, you know, incumbent on the on the LSU offense to to be able to hold on to the ball and drag drag this thing out. Um, you know, I think they've been very efficient so far with with Jaden and with uh, the way they've kind of moved the sticks. I think they found something uh, against Florida State, um, but I also think that the defense is still very much a work in progress, especially in that secondary. Uh, I think you could certainly see uh, a situation where there's some some lack in communication there. Uh, there's some possibly some big plays given up. Um, you know, I, I I have right now. I have Mississippi State winning this game by three points. I got it a 34-31 game. Um, you know, I I don't think I'm kind of you know going out on a on a limb there. I think most of the media members that I've spoken with and most of the people that I've talked with, you know, believe that this is going to be a tough game. You got to be you got to have all your ducks in a row in order to be competitive against this team and. Um, you know, I think LSU makes some strides. They show that they're um, at least, you know, going to be competitive in the conference. But uh, I think ultimately it's going to be probably a Bulldogs win. But what what are you thinking in terms of the game? I'm not too far off. Um, it's, again, I think that this is a game that LSU could win, but that they shouldn't win. Yeah. Um being at home obviously helps a ton, uh, but I do. I I don't feel like, as opposed to Mississippi State, this we know what this team is going to be, and it's going to be solid. There's a lot less room for error for for them. Um, LSU, there's a ton of room for error. So when it comes to a prediction, it's like okay, I could. There's a path where they win this game by a lot. There's a path where. They obviously have shown in the past can give up 700 yards uh, through the air, which I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, just because it seems like Brian Kelly knows that you're allowed to switch defenses uh, in the middle of the game and be a little bit more creative uh, as that staff apparently didn't. Um, I'm thinking, but I'm thinking right now it'll probably be, I've been going back and forth in my head right now. I would go th- 31-24 Mississippi State. Yeah. Going yeah, to State I mean, plus I, the points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to it's gonna be very um, – you know, it's just going to be a, a telltale sign, I think, of where this this program is. I think it's we're going to have a good indication of kind of where the improvements need to happen, where, 
you know, LSU might feel they're stronger in some areas than others. Uh, I think all that will be on display um, on Saturday afternoon. But uh, still got some time before the game. Uh, get your last-minute predictions in. Get your last-minute uh, bets in. You know, that's something we can do now down here in Louisiana. That's not something I have practiced yet. I'm too too stingy with my money. But uh, uh, are you a big gambling guy, Dylan? You, you, you big on the, the sports betting? I – like the idea more than the practice i have done it um and it is really it is it does feel great like uh i had a parlay uh last year during the nfl playoffs whenever they like right for right when they first started it um and it was contingent on the Bengals beating the chiefs i just did it as a joke and then they actually did it so that just elated like that that elevated the feeling uh that One that game gave me feelings. yeah yeah it was awesome feelings. and yeah. and for anyone uh, familiar with the nola food scene i was at blue oak barbecue while it happened so yeah. it was really just the greatest day of my life yeah. um so so i do like it and i like i like the idea behind it but like you said hey i'm still in college i'm stingy with my money yeah. i'm not throwing, i'm not throwing yeah. i'm not throwing bands around off Smart of man. austin eckler getting 50 yeah. rushing yards Smart. Smart, smart man, Dylan. Uh, all right, well, listen, we'll we'll get you guys out of here. As always, make sure you guys are liking uh, the YouTube video. You're subscribing to YouTube and wherever you guys get your podcast uh, information. Um, you know, with that, you know, we'll, we'll speak to you guys after the game on Sunday. But with that, I'm uh, Glenn West. He's Dylan Sanders, and we'll catch you guys next time. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.